You're listening to Band Geek with Richie Castellano on the Riotcast Network. Okay, sorry. Right, I'll start right now. <laughs> Geek presents, by popular demand, <laughs> a trip to the enchanting continent of Europe, featuring the sounds of Europe as provided by Andy Escalise. Here we go. this episode right off the bat <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna talk about the boc european run and andy has an accordion strapped to him i do it's very uh, european of me it is now we didn't hear us we didn't hear any european any accordion music on our two weeks in europe but it was playing in our heads the whole time so i think that counts for something Welcome to Band Geek. I'm Richie Castellano, and joining me today is An- Andy Escalise. Hello. And his lovely wife, Brandy uh, Batexas. Bo- bonjour. <laughs> bonjour. Bonjour. Um, <laughs> so, we, Andy and I just returned home from a two-week European tour with Blue Oyster Cult and a lot of the Band Geeks. Eight, eight cities, seven countries in two weeks. Yeah, we're, we're saying that we should talk about you know, what's, what happened on the tour. And um, we, I'm prepared to do that. Are, are you prepared to do that, Andy? Sure, why not? You were there. I was there. And Brandy, we can do it like we're telling you what happened. Oh, great! Thanks. So you can be the per, you can be the audience, but like you can be the voice of the audience. Okay. I apologize. I bit my tongue earlier while I was eating a sandwich. Oh no! And now I'm, I have a bit of a lisp, and I'm trying to talk around it. So anyway, um, so we went to Europe. Yeah. And um, we started off the tour in England. Um, 
and the reason, and, uh, but the first date of the tour was actually in Ireland. Uh, the reason we started off um, is because um, management thought it was important that uh, because the the England show, the one in London, was very intricate with uh, production and staging and sold out. Yeah, so he uh, so it was decided that it would be more prudent for us to rehearse on the gear we were using on the England show before the start of the tour. So it started in London, and but we, we got there. We got there sort of early at the first day. Yeah, we usually do like a overnight flight, so then we have we land in the morning. Yeah. And then uh, we have a day of, to do to acclimate and do whatever we want. Yeah. Talk again, Andy. You're kind of low. Yeah, that's what I thought I was. I don't hear Andy at all. Yeah, he's kind of low. Hello, hello, hello. That's yeah. Bad. What's up? And you talk, Brandy. Hello, I am Brandy, talking in the mic. So, um, I was, normally when we go to Europe, I'm sort of, it's sort of a drag because I'm away from home so long, and sometimes the hotels aren't like what you expect from an American hotel, which is the basics, like um, room to walk around your bed, (laughs) (laughs) air conditioning on 95 degree days. You know, you things like that. Demand. Toilets that flush <laughs> reliably. Um, you know, creature comforts, if you will. Um, and a lot of times when we do the European tours, those things aren't present. Um, so, you know, a lot of times I'm like, I get You're bumped. a diva, man. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes I'm like, oh crap! I, I we gotta go to Europe. It's gonna be this and I and but this time I was different. I said, you know what? I'm gonna make this trip as awesome as it possibly can be. And like the night before, I went online and I did this whole like crazy research thing because you know uh, Brandy, Andy, and Anne Marie and I have had this discussion because um, Andy and Brandy have a different style of vacationing <laughs> of tourism than my wife and I um, who also my, have two different st- separate yeah. styles. No, my wife and I we book an impossibly overly coordinated trip and then run from place to place and Andy and Brandy go somewhere and get shit faced and stay there the whole time no <laughs> only New Orleans no, that's not true but we also don't try and have an itinerary for every single day because that's work. That's not vacation. Yes. yes, and that's what I'm guilty of. But this time I just did that because I'm like, you know what? Uh, I'm only in these cities for a very limited amount of time. Let me maximize my time while I'm there. And if I want to sleep in, I can sleep in, you know? Sure. Um, so I wrote like a little itinerary with like what time we're landing, like when we probably get get to the hotel. Um, where what? I need to go, points of interest, when I have to be back for the gig. Where the hotel is, yeah, how wh- to get yeah, to Yeah, what's and near it. And so I, rate, I made myself like a little cheat sheet for every day of the tour. Um, so the first day of the tour, I, I noticed we were near Notting Hill, mm-hmm. uh, where the hotel we were staying in, in Shepherd's Bush. So I just I looked up some reviews, and I found a good hamburger place there. Right, because, you know, hamburgers is what you're... Going to London for I just like read some person's blog and they were like, if you're in this area, go to this restaurant. So we walked there. Um, and it was good. It was amazing. It was really good. Um, but then um, 
it was revealed to us that our crew guy Jimbo had never been to England before. Or he's been to England, but never been like London proper. Yeah. So we we turned it from the Richie's um, culinary extravaganza trip <laughs> to the first timer sightseeing trip. So we did in, in, um, in four hours. Yeah. <laughs> And then another thing, we like the first stop when we went to the burger place, we walked, which took uh, took us like forty five minutes. Um, and then we learned that Uber is in London, Uh-oh. and and it's cheap. Yeah. So we Ubered around the rest of the trip, um, and we went to Abbey Road. Of course. Now this is this was very funny. Well, because we were walking around, we're like, this area seems like this looks like the Abbey Road area, and then we're like, oh yeah, it's like a twelve minute drive away. We're right here. Yeah. So we did that, and Abbey Road was awesome. It's always a treat to go there. It's a magical place. But since the last time I've been there, they've opened up a gift sh- a gift shop. I yes. saw. Since the last time I was there too. So that was nice, and they show and there's like some like history and, and murals on the wall or plaques or whatever that you can look at, um, and it was very cool. And uh, I posted, if you want to see some of my photos, you can go to my, my Facebook page. I posted a lot of photos from the trip. Um, I posted the picture of, like, the hundreds of tourists taking the street, <laughs> street crossing picture and causing traffic. Yep. And then I was like, oh, we're not going to do that, a, though. There's a webcam you could go to yeah, and, I was, and watch it. I was really, really mad that yeah. Andy didn't tell me you were there because I stalked the Abbey Road camera all the time just to watch the traffic being it's backed hilarious. up by people. So I was saying, but we're not going to do that. And then Jimbo, who was, who was his first time, he goes, oh, no, we're doing that. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, but there's only four of us. Who's going to take the picture? He's like, I'll get someone else. I'm like, yeah, but there's probably like scammers here who like just will steal your camera. And I'm like, you know what? Give it to an Asian person. <laughs> I said, they're not going to steal your camera and they'll take excellent pictures. <laughs> and you know what? I was 100% right. right. I apologize for using a racial stereotype on the show, but... I was correct. And this woman took, took the most beautiful picture, and she didn't speak English, and Jim just gestured to her like camera, and she knew the exact angle to take the picture. She and she, she did some shit to his phone that he didn't even know it could do. She had like the overexposed background, and like she had like a bloom effect on. It was it's, it's magic. It's a beautiful picture. It's a beautiful picture. Um, and then we went to Buckingham Palace, wh- where Lindsay Buckingham lives. <laughs> What are you doing? I'm trying to find the the, the part there I was going to play. I I was going to play a little oompa uh, at the end of Abbey Road there. I got you. Now, next we went to Buckingham Palace. (laughs) Which is exactly what I said when Andy was showing me his pictures. (laughs) (laughs) This is bad. Um, And (laughs) and that was great. And then we went to... Where do we walk to next? Uh, We walked to uh, Piccadilly Circus. Yep. uh, Trafalgar Square. Yep. And then uh, Big Ben. Big Ben. London Eye. Yep. The Thames. Did you guys go on the London Eye? The Thames. Thamesman. Thamesman. Um, yeah, no. and so we we had like a whirlwind sort of um, you know sightseeing thing, but it was it was great. I had a great yeah. blast. And then after that first day, um, if you have an iPhone, I have an iPhone. The Apple Health app uh, um, monitors your footsteps. Yes. It, according to the app, which I think this is completely accurate, we walked eleven point four miles. That's 
fantastic. I think it's completely accurate. In like six hours, <laughs> yeah. too. Now, um, when we go to Europe, I usually go off my no bread diet. Of course. Like, like worse than I go off it every day. <laughs> Randy. <laughs> and, um, but because we were walking so much, I actually lost weight. Yeah. While I was over there and I ate like I was going to the chair. <laughs> so, so what did you learn? That exercise is, <laughs> is an important part of dieting. And, Wait, and, and, it, and, and it's better eating real food than all the fake shit that I eat. That is all correct. I would like to know what was on the original Richie culinary tour of London. Oh, no, I didn't have... It wasn't a culinary tour. Oh, it was you just, said, you know... We barely had any time to eat. Yes, um, that was your culinary tour of London. Uh, Nothing. The next day, we rehearsed at a studio that was nowhere near our hotel. Um, <laughs> and... It was a long, hot rehearsal at a non-air-conditioned facility. Um, <laughs> and the rehearsal went well. We basically had to go over the Agents of Fortune material because we hadn't done that in a while. Um, and now, for those of you not familiar with what we just did, uh, the first two dates of our European tour were Agents of Fortune dates where we do uh, the entire album with Albert Bouchard, uh, singing and playing with us, and and there's some extra bells and whistles too. Like and we, we also did that in New York and L.A. Uh, L.A. So that's what we were doing in the first two dates of this tour. Um, so like, there's a lot of like you know re- refresher courses on that, and the the difficult thing for me acoustic guitars, extra keyboards, samplers. Yep, the, I had stuff. a I had to travel with gear. And just for the first two gigs, I was using this gear, and I had to take it with me the entire tour, which sucked because that takes up like. You Why don't you just ship it back? Uh, That's well, too complicated. Yeah, we'll get into that in a second. And, and we didn't have Sorry. any time. Yeah. But it, we, we would have been able to pack up after the show and ship it at like midnight. Right. right. So, um, so we had the rehearsal, and also our manager, Steve Shank, who really, th- th- this was, you know, instrumental in this because. All these special shows we've been doing and all these, you know, like pulling out songs we never played, that's all Steve Shank's doing. He really was the driving force in that. Um, Because we have our set and it works, Mm -hmm. you know, and and even if we're playing for people who have never heard of Blue Oyster Cult, they can still hear the songs they know and are entertained by the songs they don't know. Um, Some of the more obscure songs are you know, reserved for hardcore fans who think they're great, but a person hearing them for the first time might be like, what the hell is this? Um, But, you know, Steve had us dust off some of this old material that that when people are very excited to hear it. Um, Now, the first night after the rehearsal, um, I think, was that the night we went to the pub? Oh, no, No. the first night was the night we went to the pub. Yeah. Uh, Should I skip that part? I don't care. I got a little drunk. <gasps> yeah. Richie, what did you drink? Okay, so we're at this pub, and Woody tastes a sample of strawberry cider. Oh, God. <laughs> and Woody said, Richie, this is right up your alley. So I tasted a sip of it. I'm like, this is delicious. I'll take a pint of this. Oh, no, a whole pint? <laughs> and it, but it, was like, it tastes like soda. It, yeah. was, it tastes like there was no alcohol in it. And I drank it. I'm like, this is soda. This is, this is not cider. <laughs> And I got really drunk, and, and Albert was there, and and he was hysterical laughing at me because supposedly, supposedly I'm very funny uh, when I get like that. Drunk Richie is the best Richie. 
It's it's only happened a handful of times, folks. <laughs> I don't make a habit of it. But Albert was like, and I'm telling Albert like, I don't get drunk ever. You know? <laughs> so anyway, and then we went to McDonald's, <laughs> as all drunk people do, Richie. Well, th- we, we I had walked- McDonald's three times while I was in Europe. <laughs> we went. Two weeks. We went. We went to get food at the pub and then they were like yeah we're not serving food anymore so we had to go to mcdonald's Make it ease. <laughs> and andy had supposedly like a great thing there it was i had the uh the it was the spicy veggie deluxe oh. or something and it was it was a veggie burger that was really good that you can't that they don't have here in the states well the funny thing is he had to wait for it for like a half hour because they had to go like look in the back of the freezer <laughs> where's that veggie sandwich that, we keep is, hey someone ordered that sandwich really <laughs> Do we even have that? Uh, yeah. It's it's holding up the back corner of the fridge Aww. to make it level. Um, so then the next day, we went to... Uh, Dublin. Dublin. We flew to Dublin. Dublin. My first time there My first in, in time Ireland. There. Yeah. And um, what I did actually is normally when we fly into a lo- uh, destination that we're, we're playing in, um, we get to the airport... The crew goes directly to the gig, and the band goes directly to the hotel to get a couple hours rest before the sh- before sound check. Uh, this time, on my little notes that I made, it said recommend going to gig with crew because there's nothing near the hotel. Because we were oh. staying, we were basically staying at the airport. Yeah, so I went with them, and Andy's like, "Oh, you're gonna come and like help me set up your gear." I was like, "No, I'm gonna go sightseeing." <laughs> I downloaded a National Geographic walking tour. <laughs> And I have an I have ninety minutes to do it. It's a four hour tour. <laughs> I have ninety minutes to do it. And you did it. I did it. I, I left out a couple of things, but I did it. I took the cheesecake picture of uh, me in front of the Phil Linnet statue mm-hmm. outside uh, the restaurant. What, what, what the name? I can't remember it. Never mind. Uh, <laughs> And yeah, what I noticed about that is that the Dublin people are very proud of their local musicians. Uh-huh. Like everywhere you look, there's Phil Linnett, Rory Gallagher, U2. You know what I mean? It's like they're just very proud of it. it it's, you know, it's That's nice. very prevalent. It's a rock and roll town. Um, it's beautiful. The architecture is beautiful. Also, like it's the, the, the town center is kind of condensed. So you can do it in a day. Um, so I... I, it sort of reminded me of of uh, Venice a little bit. Hmm. It was just like a charming city that you could, you know, there's a lot of walking you can do. I mean, there's, but the difference is there's traffic right. in Dublin. Um, and I ran into uh, some BOC fans out in the street. Uh, Tom O'Hanlon. What's up, Tom? Oh, who, which is funny because I kept running into Tom and he's a very nice guy, but he trolled me on Facebook for a while. Oh, did he? Yeah, he goes, why does Richie have to make all the faces? <laughs> Buck doesn't make faces. Why does Richie have to make the faces? I was like, I don't know why I make the faces. I just I was born with this face. <laughs> what do you want me to do about it? But Tom was like front and center at every gig, and every time I caught his eye, I would make a face at him. <laughs> I'd make like the most hideous face I could think of at him, and he, and he was. So we had this like little private joke going on throughout all the gig, all the gigs. Um, another I, cool thing. I saw none of Ireland. Yeah, they they it was crazy for them because they had a ton of gear. Um, it. The, the Agents of Fortune gig is very taxing on the crew because it's like double the gear. Right. Two drum sets. Right. Extra um, guitars. Extra guitar rig. Acoustic guitars. Uh, uh, two acoustic guitars. Triple e- the keyboards. Extra keyboards. Extra microphones. 
Um, so it's a lot. And uh, we did that... F- the extra monitor mix. Right, Because exactly. there's an extra member in the band. Extra cues, extra everything. Um, and what uh, Steve, our manager, proposed we do is have a different ending for the, the Dublin show and the London show because he correctly assumed that a lot of the same people were going to be there. Right, because it's so close. Like um, BOC superfans Paul and Sue Gittins were there, mm-hmm. and they followed us around through like half the tour, and it was awesome seeing them. We, we saw them at the airport. It was funny. Yeah. <laughs> um, so supposedly that Dublin show was awesome. It was. <laughs> what do you mean supposedly? Weren't you there? I, they go blur together after a while. Aww. It was. That was the first show, and it was a good show to kick off the tour. Um, I I had my camera out, and I was I filmed the audience a little bit for every show. Mm-hmm. And on my Facebook page, I put together a little like montage Aww. of like little like snippets of the audience from every show. It, it's, it's fun. Um, but that show was cool. the The ending on that show, I believe, we did Emmy two sixty two into Bass solo, five guitars, back to ME262. And then we did... It came back out. We did... We did I lo- no, we did um, In V. In V. And then we did Black Blade. Mm-hmm. And then... It was we, a two-hour show. Yeah, and then we... Wow. we then uh, the drum set was out, and we did Cities on Flame with two drum sets and Albert singing. Right. Um, so then the next morning, we went... Oh, you know what was fun that day? Um... After the after the sound check, I was like, I gotta eat, I gotta eat, and our sound check went late. We didn't have a lot of time before the gig, and Buck was like, I can't eat before the show. You know, it's too much. You know, too much. I'm like, well, I'm eating. I'm going. Who's coming with me to eat? And then Buck's wife was like, I'm hungry too. He's not gonna eat. I'm going with you. So I had a lovely dinner with Buck's oh, wife. Nice. Yeah. Oh, I know how she feels. Yeah. You don't want to eat, and I want to eat. Yeah. And um, then after the show, I was like, I'm in Dublin. I might not ever get to come here again. I need to have a Guinness. I've never, I ne- I've never had a Guinness in my life. Who are you? I, ne- I never had it, but you know, it's like something you do. So it's Euro Richie. He drinks alcohol and eats bread. Yeah. <laughs> Love Euro Richie. It's, he has all the sugar. Um, so I started yelling at everybody after the gig. Who's taking me for a Guinness? And then, and I think um, Jules, Heather, his wife, uh, Buck, and his wife. And Albert followed me to the pub, and a bunch of fans followed us there, or invited us to a certain pub, and they bought us all Guinnesses, which was very nice. And thank you guys. And I gotta tell you, I hate beer, but you love Guinness. I hate Guinness the least. <laughs> Guinness is the best beer. It was very, it was very good. I mean, it's still, it was, it was almost like tasty, frothy, good stuff happening. Mm-hmm. I mean, there was a faint, shitty beer taste out <laughs> right. of that that yes. I hate about beer. Yes, but but it's the least one. On the whole, it was a very pleasant experience. Now, the first night when I had the cider, that was like a hee-hee-hee-hee-hee drunk, uh-huh. right? When I had the beer... Now, it only took one glass of cider for me to get this. In just the same way, it only took one beer for me to get the same amount of drunk. But the difference that I noticed with beer is that when the beer kicks in, it's like you you... When the Millennium Falcon goes into hyperspace <laughs> and all this, like the stars go... But instead of going... You just go, <laughs> and everything feels slow. And the beer drunk was the one where I had trouble walking. Oh no! From one Guinness? I don't. I have no tolerance for alcohol. I don't I've drink seen it. you drink Jack Daniels. You can't get drunk off one Guinness. No, oh, 
can. I did. He can. <laughs> he drinks a cap full of Jack Daniels. That's true. So I came back to the gig, and I, and I, I got loud, I noticed. I was yelling at people. It sounded like me. I was saying <laughs> to, to Irish people, Hey! I love your country and your beverages. <laughs> and then I came back to the gig, and, and Eric was like waiting to leave because we ought to leave together in the van. And the whole band is next door having a drink. And Eric's like, without Eric, because Eric doesn't drink either, really. And Eric's like, come on, we got to go. And I'm like, Eric, I love you. I love you. <laughs> I, I don't care if you hate me. I love you. You're my guy. He's like, fuck you, Richie. Let's go. We got to get out of here. He was hilarious. He was. But, you know, I said something really funny. He was like, come on, you know, stop wasting time. I'm like, Eric, you know how I know you love me? It's in your kiss. <laughs> I love that you crack yourself up when yeah. you're drunk. <laughs> you know, I, I, were you in the bus with us when we were coming home from the gig? Or in the van? Yeah. I think I had everybody going. Oh, and then the driver sang us a song. Yeah. It was pu- It was very beautiful. It was beautiful. He had like a Peter Gabriel voice. And he showed it to me. And he sang like an beautiful. Irish song. Yeah. Oh, he should show, he should show. No, that wasn't the song. No. Except uh, he was English. Yeah. That was the other. <laughs> uh, then we went to uh, Germany. No, no we, we went, went to London. We went to we London. Went to London. London. I, skipped a, I skipped a step. You skipped the biggest show. What we did the, a huge show um, at the O2 in Forum Kentish Town. Kentish, Kentish, what? Kentish Town. <laughs> Kentish Town. Um, I mean, it's England. Uh, it easily could be Kentish Town area, and it was sold out, and it was very hot. I looked out the window, and I said, "What is Oasis playing here, or something?" <laughs> there was a line around the block. I was like, "This can't be for us," and it was, and and uh, it was amazing though. They packed out this huge place to the fans. And we gave them as much show as we possibly could. Um, it, w- it was like over two hours, right? Yeah, it was like a same, 25 same set thing. song or something like that. Uh, the, fir- the first, first uh, set was the Agents of Fortune yeah. album again. And then uh, a regular set. And then the extravaganza began. But the regular set had some goodies in it too. It did. There was um, a lot of songs. And then we did this crazy like encore set. Well, here's the big ending, like we yeah. said. We did Emmy 262, and in the middle of it, we did the bass solo. We did the five guitars. Now, um, during the five guitars... They rolled out the drum, drum the set. The second drum set. So it seems all normal. Yeah, because everybody who was at the Dublin show was like, oh, they're going to do right. Cities on Flame. So then we... But re- if then we, someone then, was paying attention, before Emmy 262... Uh, Eric and Donald started playing different guitars. Yeah, borrowed guitars. So then... The five guitars. With the five guitars. Then we come out and of the five guitars, and instead of going back into ME262, like we did the previous night, we went into Born to be Wild. And uh, the streamers. Yeah, and then all of a sudden, like, toilet paper cannons and streamers. <laughs> and, and, and it looked like, you know, a Britney Spears concert. It was awesome. <laughs> you have a video of that. Uh, I do. I think I do. Can right. we see this? You have, the, um, you have the GoPro video, right? Yeah. Andy had the video of it just... It barely sounds... You, all you hear is like drums. because No, I was, but I want to see it. see it. Um, and we did... That was pretty awesome. And then we did in V. Um, no, yes. no, 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 no. But uh, 
So no, during so now oh, you're I playing. I skipped that. Yeah. So now you're playing Born to Be Wild, and then all of a sudden, Eric and Donald Buck Dharma uh, <laughs> take off their guitars and and piss on them. And <laughs> basically, that's <laughs> what they did. And uh, there's if you if uh, BOC, you know, there's some uh, still pictures of this from back in the day that they would take their guitars and like cross them. And uh, make like noises and stuff, and and with the strobe, it really looked uh, really good. And then uh, after that, then they uh, rip the strings off the, the strings off the guitar, and that's exactly what happened. And then confetti cannons blew. <laughs> it was awesome. And then we did, we then we then we did in the, and then cities on flame with Albert singing, and it, it was pretty cool. Was two drums and everything. Yep. Yeah, it was that was quite an extravaganza. We pulled out all the stops for that one, and uh, good job to everyone involved. And then um, the tour continued. Uh, next day, we went to Herrenberg, Germany um, for the rock. Well, we were staying in Herrenberg. Uh, we were playing in Balin- the rock. Yeah. Balin- yeah. At the Rock of Ages uh, festival. Yeah. I don't remember that one. I just remember these four kids in the front just <laughs> going crazy. Yeah. That's all I remember. Are those the guys you took the picture with? Yeah. That was fantastic. I was he, like, I don't know who these people are, but this is an awesome picture. He was just like going, but the thing is, he this kid was like at his own tempo the whole time. <laughs> like, it didn't matter what we were playing. He was like, Ugh. do it. Those <sighs> those European those European festivals. Those people just want to have fun like all day. Oh yeah, they don't care who's playing. Oh yeah, they're just like, I want to have fun. So and they're all into it. What did we do on that? I don't remember that one. That one, uh, we had like twenty minutes to. Uh, to do a changeover and your mic wasn't working for oh, your guitar. Oh, right. That's why you don't remember it. You don't want to remember that. I blocked it out. Um, we had some technical issues during the show, but uh, no one really noticed. Was that the short show? Uh, that was one of the short shows. Yeah. Or was Whackin' the short show? They were both. They were both around fifty minutes, I think. And then after that, we went to Switzerland. Yeah. Um, and that was like a cool giant club. Yeah, but the area there was I couldn't do any sightseeing in Switzerland because we were staying in like an industrial area. Yeah, and then it was it was a Sunday also and there was nothing going on. But there was a very nice lady, Babs, at the <laughs> club in Switzerland who did our laundry. Which was like a godsend. So and thank cooked you, us lunch and oh, dinner. This woman's amazing. Uh, it, this woman She picked if, us up. <laughs> she picked us up in the truck, right? <clears throat> Then she she cooked us lunch. Cooked it. She didn't buy you she lunch. Made she made soup, like cutting carrots and shit yeah. in the back. You know what I mean? <laughs> and then cooked like one of the greatest dinners I had while I was there. Washed and folded. Washed and folded all of our clothes. Amazing. Amazing woman. Babs, thank you. <laughs> um, and that and, kicked, that oh, was a, whoa, 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 wait. I forgot about some stuff here. Um, during the Rock of Ages show, Chasm pulls me over. Oh, and he yeah. says, hey, look at my bass neck. And I'm like, what? And uh, he had a nice big crack oh. in his bass neck. And I didn't realize it when I pulled it out of the case because I was just running around trying to get everything set up real quick. So I just took it out and put it on the stand. And uh, so we were saying, well, it, you know, it, held, it held tuning for that entire show. Yeah. So we're like, all right, it's not that deep of a crack, but we should still try to get some glue and clamp it up. So we're in Switzerland the next day, and we're like, oh, hardware stores are going to be... And Babs fixed it. Yeah, basically. Really? Basically, <laughs> she, uh, we were, 
I was talking to Kaz outside while we were getting picked up, and he's like, yeah, we got to figure this out because, you know, it's it's Sunday, and, you know, hardware stores might be closed and stuff. We need to find some glue and clamps. And she's like, yeah, we have that. No problem. <laughs> she's like, really? We're like, we, we have wood glue and clamps. Like, yeah, okay. So then we went there, and sure enough, they had wood glue and clamps, and Kaz, like, clamped his base up and glued it back together. What is the name of this club? Because I want to visit this magical place. Uh, Z7S7. Oh, yeah, yeah, Z7. yeah, Z7. Z7. That place was awesome. Pratlin? Prat, Pratlin? 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 No, it was a Basil. Basil? 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 <laughs> I know nothing. Yeah, so that was the other thing. Laundry, food, and glue. And clamps. Great. Babs. And uh, she drove us. Then we went where? Then we flew to Norway. Norway. So, Norway. so we were in a. We're in this, but we're in the bus. We um, in the morning talking about Norway, and we all talk about Lilyhammer. Right. Because so that's our only exposure. In Norway <laughs> is a show Lilyhammer on Netflix so with uh, with Stephen Van, Van Zandt. Zandt. And he goes, eh, I liked your Olympics. Yeah. I can't do it. You know. So. <laughs> I can't do it. You do it. You know, I, uh, I like the Winter Olympics. They're very beautiful. <laughs> but uh, I don't know, T. <laughs> you need to be see, you need to see me because I do the lip it's thing. It's true. Because, it's amazing. No, it, it sounds great. It sounds it sounds So, so we're checking we're, in we're, at we're, the airport. We're, 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 <clears throat> so in the van ride to the airport, we're talking about Lilyhammer and, and, and how great it is. And we're checking into the airport and... Little Stevens on the fucking line checking the I'm like, do you really live here? Is this a thing? <laughs> so Kaz knows him and, uh, and, supposedly, and some other people know yeah. him. So Kaz started talking to him and they're naming a school after him in Norway. He oh, must have done a lot for here. Norway uh, like culture. And, and he's tourism. going to Norway with us on our plane. Yeah. Yeah. So I got well, a cool what was he doing with, there? They, he was uh, teaching classes at the school they just named after oh, him. Oh, shut up. In, yeah. Like what, English? Or music. Probably music. I don't know. Um, and I actually spoke to him for a second. I said, mm-hmm. you know, we were just talking about you earlier. It's funny we see you because we were all Lilyhammer fans. He was like, yeah, it was a good opportunity because I couldn't pass it up. It's I had like total creative freedom on it. And they, they developed the show just for me. He goes, I just got done with playing a gangster for a decade. And then I was going to do it again. But it was a good opportunity. And Donald said to him, he goes, well, did you learn any uh, any of the language? He's like, no. <laughs> he goes, I can say no. two words. <laughs> but it was it was really cool. Um, it was really weird, too. <laughs> yeah. Did we have a travel day in Norway? Yeah, we landed and had, had a day. Oh, had right. Day. And we walked around the uh, town of Drammen, and we went to this, like, city square. Yeah. And, where and we had, a, I had a, an, another, ha- another hamburger. <laughs> that was very good. <laughs> Norwegian hamburger. Beautiful. Norway is gorgeous. I want to go back there. Oh, yeah. man. Um, the next morning, actually, Woody and I, we met up and we, we wanted, I told the guy at the front desk, I said, we want to do some sightseeing. Where do we go? And Because um, I really didn't have anything written down. And he said, oh, you know, you can get a great view of the city if you climb the mountain. But it's kind of steep. I don't know if you guys want to do it. I said, we could do it. So we, we climbed this mountain. <laughs> about ha- about halfway. <laughs> no, because there was this, this sign. We get to we're we're, we're there's up, a trail. We, we this trail right, and it's steep. Um, and going up was fine. And then we see a sign like it says one kilometer to the peak. I'm like, what's one kilometer? It's like you know, it's like less nothing. than a mile. It's it's two thirds of a mile about right. I think. Um, 
And I'm like, you want to do it? And Woody was like, yeah, let's do it. So we did it. We're walking. And we're walking. And we're walking. And like 15 minutes later, we see another sign. 0.5 kilometers to the summit. I'm like, okay, yeah, let's do it. So we walk like another 10 minutes. We see another sign. It says 0.5 kilometers to the summit. <laughs> okay, so we're walking. Another like five minutes, right? And we come across another sign. It says 0.5 kilometers. So I was like... Wait, I was like, fuck this. I'm, let's turn around. Where he's like, yeah, let's turn around. So we got all our pictures up there. It was very cool. And, you know, I, I just, I loved the, the, the town. Um, and we did our sound check at a very cool club. Uh, and then the promoter bought us dinner. We had a very nice dinner at beautiful the restaurant dinner. next door. Really beautiful. And uh, then we did the gig, which was another packed, packed situation. Um, and that's... That's when you ran into a band geek fan. Was it there? Yeah, it was there. I remember because I was packing up in the back. You know what? I'll post this video because I don't have my phone on me right now. <laughs> I'll post a video with the... Uh... Oh, man. Maybe I do have my phone. Hold on. Let's see if I delete. I just got a new phone today, so... i got to see if the photo... Back... I just took my whole pocket out. Look yeah. Okay. It's a tight fit for that phone. It is. A lot of love. <laughs> Here we go. Where's this dude? This is my Steven Van Zandt picture. Oh, here we go. I'll go to videos. Yep. Okay, is this the dude? That's me. Nope, that's me again. You start the video. I think I deleted it. Oh, come on. No, it's on my computer, though. I definitely have it on my computer. I think I have. You sent a group so message. Summarize I think it. I have it. Summarize the video. There's this guy named um, Midas, and uh, he told me, he goes, yeah, he pulled me aside. He goes, hey, I'm a band geek fan. I'm like, oh, how cool is that? And he said, yeah, I didn't really know Blue Oyster Cult until I was in the band <laughs> geek. I was like, wait, you're not what? here for Blue Oyster Cult? He goes, no, I'm here because of band geek. I was like, oh, my God, that's amazing. And I texted these guys that... <laughs> That was awesome. Uh, but you know what? While I was there, a lot of people came up to me and they were like, I'm a band geek. I like band geek. That's awesome. Yeah. And so European fans, we appreciate you. And maybe one of the next times we do a live stream, we'll have to do it on your time. Like yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll wake up at 7 a.m. And, uh, <laughs> and I'll do a stream for you guys. So we really appreciate you guys. And thanks for coming up to me and introducing yourselves to me. That was yeah. very cool. Did um, you meet any of my fans in They're Europe? all your fans, really. <laughs> let's, let's face it. Let's, 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 we all know no what, this, what the secret weapon of the show is. <laughs> um, yeah, so Norway was great. Um, and back to Germany. Well, well, yeah, well, I met some uh, fin- Finnish fans there. Mm. Um, and I said, oh, you guys are from Helsinki. And like, yeah, um, this guy named Addy, I think that's how you say his name. And I was like... Do they have movie theaters there with English movies? Because I need to see Suicide Squad. And he's like, yeah, yeah, they're all English theaters. I'm like, yes. So thanks for the heads up on that, guys. Then we went to Hamburg. Hamburg, back Hamburg. to Germany. And we were staying at the hotel because uh, that's where um, the, I'm at the, uh, the airport. airport. The airport hotel was actually the base of operations for the Wacken Festival. That's where all yep. the Wacken artists were whacking it, and they were, you know, <laughs> that's where they were all staying. And um, I got there. And I was like, guys, let's let's go. Because I remember going to Hamburg in 2003 when I did my first my first ever trip to, to Europe was with Blue Oyster Cult as the sound guy. 
in 2003, and I remember going to Hamburg and having a great time. So I said, uh, we got to go. So we went there, um, and I loved it. Yeah. That was that might have been the best meal of the trip, that pub we went to. That was. Um, I looked up on my phone. First of all, I got a bone to pick with you, Andy. Okay. Uh-oh. We get off there, and, and everybody had the data plan except for me because I couldn't get it because of the contract I have. Yes, I'm with you. Um, so everybody had more data than me. So I'm like, let's find a place to eat. And Jules was like, I'm just hungry. I want to eat anything, whatever. you. I'm like, okay, fine. Pick something. And he's like, well, let's just eat something. I'm like, okay, fine. Go get something. So we start walking. No, no food here. It's the other way. Okay, we're walking. I'm like, Andy, pick out some food. We'll just go anywhere. We'll just go anywhere. And we're walking and there's nothing. And oh, this place is shit. This place is Italian. I want this. I want that. I'm like... You know I thought what? I thought we were we were walking around to see stuff and we'll come across something to eat. But I see, didn't know I didn't know we were it was that urgent that everyone was gonna pass out <laughs> and collapse on the floor. <laughs> there you go. There's Andy's retort. But this is when it, I looked at the map and like there were all the places are over there. So let's walk but, in that direction. But here's the thing. That's the problem. I don't I don't like being I don't like tour, touristing like that. I want to know what the best place is. Right. And I want to have that information before I go there. So while they're all arguing about what, what's going on, I turn my data on. I'm like, God damn it. And I go. My precious data. Know, best place to eat near City Hall. Hamburg, right? And this, this place popped up at the top. I was like, come on, we're going. And I put on my GPS and we went there. And you used all your data. All my data. <laughs> I couldn't even play Pokemon. Uh, I, I used all my data. And we went to this place. Um, I have a picture of it, and I have the name of it on my Facebook. If you go look at that, but this place was amazing. Uh, what did you have there? I had herring. Really? Yeah. Are you a ninety-year-old Jewish person? <laughs> Andy loves herring. It's Germany. To eat. You okay. Eat there. If you're not eating the Wiener Schnitzel, you eat herring. Oh, was that the herring three ways? I already had the 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 cheese spatzel the other time we were. In oh, that other. smelled offend. That was the worst smell I've ever oh, smelled in my so life. The cheese spatzel? Oh my god, it was gag worthy. Because that's no. how you know it's a good it piece was of good. cheese. It was um, good. I had pretzel crusted Wiener schnitzel. Ooh. It was with mashed potatoes and uh, beer gravy. So I was drunk so for the third time on the. <laughs> are, are we playing another song for this portion? Uh, no, that's all right. Fine. You you took it out. Okay. Uh, he, no, no one took it out. Just FYI. nice little uh, uh, sightseeing day there. We went to the uh, we walked from the city center to the St. Michaelis or Michaelis or however they say it uh, church which they have this huge tower Mm -hmm. that you can take an elevator up to and see all of Hamburg. There's no elevators in Europe. 
Listen, German efficiency. Okay. Yes. Very, you know, there's very tiny, tiny elevators. <laughs> Actually, that one was futuristic. It looked like the uh, the lift on the, the Star Trek uh, oh. Starship Enterprise. Like circular. It was awesome, like and it had like door, silver beads slides, everywhere. Slides like oh yeah. And that was cool. And then we walked over to Reeperbahn, which is the um, German red light district. Now, before <laughs> I'm going to stop you right there, everybody. <laughs> Before you say the only reason we went there was to look at boobies, you're wrong. We actually That's didn't. one of the two reasons I went there. Um, I wanted to look at butts as well. No, I wanted to look at... Um, um, Reeperbahn is actually where the Beatles cut their teeth. Oh, Reeperbahn really? is, is more than just a red light district. It's a whole... It's a neighborhood. Na- neighborhood, yeah. yeah. Um, and the, the Reeperbahn is where the Star Club was. Where the Beatles had a residency and they did something ridiculous like 10 shows a week there. Or, or, and that's where the Beatles really became a good band. And why were they there? Because no one liked them in England and they had to go there to become famous, to get, mm. become successful. Uh, I, I believe in Europe in the 60s, like all the bands that wanted to be like working bands, you had to go to, to Germany to do it. Because that's where, that's where all the clubs were. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So... It was it was cool seeing that, but you know we also trolled around the red light district properly. Oh, it was a very funny thing. My mother called me while we were walking around the red light district. <laughs> Hi, mom. And there were all these hookers coming up to me, like you know, talking to me, like, oh, and they love your husband, by the way. I know, I've seen it. Come here, Blondie. Blondie, come here, Blondie. Um, I told my mom. I said, Mom, I'm in the Hamburg red light district. All these pretty ladies are coming up to me and they say, well, they want to have a party, right? <laughs> and my mother's response was, well, that's because you're very handsome. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Mom. Uh, so the next day... Well, then we went to... They had this, like, open-air market. Right. And we uh, had some, like, beer, beer and, and... pastries. Pastries. <laughs> that was Yum. very cool. Yeah. That was very nice. The next day... Um, was whacking. Woody, Woody, no, no, just ha- Hamburg. That was the travel day. You were in Hamburg, right? No, too? We, we had two days there. I know. Well, the whacking, well, the next day was the whacking yeah, gig, except the whacking gig was at like midnight. It was at the next, next day. It was, we had a midnight slot. But me, Woody, and Jimbo went to a music store because we wanted to go walking again. And um, we wanted to go walking before whacking. Walking before whacking. Uh, walking before whacking. <laughs> uh, and I was just like looking for stuff to do, and I just looked up a music store. And I saw this music store, and I said, "This looks like a serious store. It's called Just Music." And it was in it was near Reeperbahn, so we went back and we walked about 15 minutes. And dude, this was the biggest, most enormous music really? store I've ever seen in my life. It was like a miniature Nam show. Wow! It was two like levels of this giant industrial building. But with like two floors in each level, so it was like a four-floor music store. Wow. Um, they had, um, you know, look, I my family has a music store, and when you when you're a dealer of certain vendors, like say for example, Korg keyboards, right? If you sell Korg keyboards, they'll be like, okay, um, here's a display for your store. Right. Put this display up, and 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 if you're a small store, like. Like we have relatively small stores, we can't put all those displays right. up. That eats into our, you know, our room. Our precious real estate. This store had every display <laughs> from every company up. It looked like it looked like a Nam show. It was insane. We spent like 
an hour or two there just looking around. They had everything. They had they had a a wing for Fender guitars, a room just for Gibson and Gretsch and Rickenbacker. Uh-huh. They had a drum floor with a wing for just acoustic, I mean, uh, electronic drums. They had an amp room. They had a DJ live sound floor. They had pro audio. They had pianos, keyboards. It was nuts. It was, if you're ever in Hamburg, um, check out Just Music. But actually, that's their, it was 4,500 square meters. Uh, but actually, their bigger store is in Berlin, which is seven thousand square meters. What? Which that's like thirty thousand square feet that's or something. That's ridiculous. So it was pretty awesome. And then we did Wacken, which was interesting. Um, <laughs> all of us, like me and Jules, pretty much were like, we want to go early. Like we're we're playing at midnight. Right. Like we want to go over at seven because we want to see Iron Maiden play, who plays at nine thirty. So we get to we get to Wacken. It's muddy. It's gross. It's loud. It's loud, and every band is. <laughs> um, and we're there, and I'm like, okay, Maiden's playing. I hear him go on, and I walk out to go see them, and my shoes are getting disgusting because I'm in the mud. Aww. But you the can't mud, walk because the mud you're is stuck so in thick mud. that every step, in? my shoes are almost falling off. And I, I, I almost break my ass like three times. I, you couldn't walk in it. You need to wear combat boots for that. No, but these people resign themselves to being completely muddy head to toe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I'm like, I got to play a show. Right. I, can't get, I can't get like this. So after making such a stink that we go early just so I can see Iron Maiden, I didn't see Iron Maiden. Aww. I turned around and walked back sheepishly to the dressing room while I was pissed off because like we were there for you know two hours more than we needed Wait, to so be there. Everybody went early? Yeah, we yeah. had to. It was because of you. It was like an hour and a half drive from the hotel. <laughs> it, was, it was only an hour or forty five minutes. Yeah. So um we did the gig at midnight, which is like a fifty minute slot and it was cool. I mean it was I, bananas. Yeah everyone, I thought the everyone, people were gonna be like wiped out from right, hearing no. metal since noon. But they were there. They and, were ready to rock. And, we had about... And we were out of the way, too. Like, we weren't... Uh, they came to see us. There were, like, seven to 10,000 people there, I think. Yeah. yeah. At midnight. Yeah, at midnight, watching a Blue Oyster Cult and show. And we weren't in, like, the main stage area. No. It they, was they pretty came, crazy. They came to hear you. Um, one funny thing that happened in that show is um, Eric was very concerned about time. So he kept, like... Say we gotta keep the show tight. We only have fifty minutes. We have to keep it tight, keep it tight, keep it tight. So we're playing, and we instead of doing an encore version of "Cities on Flame," we put it in the set. Uh, I think before Reaper. So, if you've seen us recently, we do this double fake out thing, like um, at the, you know. Here's what happens in "Cities on Flame." We go. Um, does this whole solo thing with the way Bart's cool and then he comes back with so we do that whole thing right and then we stop and then we do another one we do another fake out after it ends we do the whole thing again but this time I'm so obsessed with time and moving I forgot about it I had a complete brain fart and instead of doing the and second, you put your guitar down. I just walked what? off, put my guitar down. 
Like I thought, oh, the song is over because I'm 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 in like rushing mode. Right. You know what I mean? I'm like, quick, oh, we're done. Let's go. Next song. Let me run to the keyboard, and then I and I put my guitar down. Like like there's nothing wrong, and then I hear Eric go, Rich, like what? And Jules is looking with the drums. He's like, what are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? But you know what? But, you did the right thing. Uh, but that's the thing. We go right then. I'm like, oh shit! I picked my guitar up, and I was like, don't worry about it. Go right in the Reaper. We went right in the Reaper, and we finished the, sh- the set. And I go to everybody, guys. I don't know what happened. I had like a, just a brain fart. And then Jimbo said, dude, if you didn't do that, they were gonna close the curtain on you. I was like, what do you mean? He goes, you you hit the like when you hit the last quarter of Reaper. That was like the last second you had left in the set. Yeah. Wow. And they were going to close, they were going to cut the power and close the curtain. So if you hadn't, so I shaved off about a minute. You saved the gig. You saved it. <laughs> My dumb ass brain <laughs> fart saved the gig. You saved Reaper. I saved Wacken. You saved Wacken. <laughs> I want to be referred to as Christopher Wacken from now on. That's a, that was a bad joke, but I'm, I, I stand by it. I stand by it. It's okay. Um, and. Yeah, that that was just, it was cool. It was cool to do it, but all the mud and stuff, it was just, it was just rough to deal with. It wasn't as comfortable as we would have liked, you know. But you know, what was cool. They they have this. Wacken has this big poster with um, drawings, like artist renderings rendering, yeah. of all the artists. Awesome. And in the big poster, like you see, like Don and Erica. They're like, oh, that's cool. But they also made us our own little poster with the whole band in uh-huh. it. And then they made a cake. With the, whole, with the image on there, I was like, I can eat myself. It's oh, great. It's your dream. Cake. You know, it's like uh, it's like everybody tries to do that, right? No man. Uh, Reaching. Yeah, it's like it doesn't hurt your neck though. <laughs> <laughs> um. So then what? Then what do we do? What was the next day? Uh, next day we had some fun baggage stuff. Oh, oh yeah, no. we went to um, Copenhagen. Copenhagen. Ah, oh, Copenhagen. Um, <laughs> Hagen or Hagen? Hagen? That's how Kasim says it, and however Kasim does things is the right way. <laughs> now, here, all right. We're going to rewind to something really quick. Um, a few weeks back, Kasim left his phone home, right? And now, for those of you who haven't seen Kasim, I mean, I guess you have because you saw him on the podcast. Kasim is a very well put together guy mm-hmm. and I, and I'm I've admire I admire that about him because I'm a complete slob <laughs> so I'm like wow Casim always looks like he's got it he's just got it together you know what I mean so a, a few a few weeks back Casim left his phone at home and we had like a a, a, a two day run or something and I was like Casim don't worry about it I was like here's my phone so I kept giving Casim my phone he's like Richie I'm gonna take you out to dinner I owe you I owe you I was like you don't owe me anything. Don't worry about it. You do it for me if the, if the tables were turned. And I, because I kept giving him his phone and he right. was like on it for a while. So, and I it didn't bother me at all. I was happy to help. I was like, I'll tell you what, you want to do me a favor? When we're in Europe, take me shopping. <laughs> oh my God, makeover show. I was like, I want to go shopping with you. I was like, I want a new stage jacket. I want to, I want to, I want to see what it's like. He's like, all right, we're going to go in Copenhagen. You know what I mean? He goes, there's a store there. I know you're going to like it. I'm like, okay. So we get there, Copenhagen. I think he says Copenhagen. Copenhagen? Yeah, I think it's Copenhagen. Hamburg, Copenhagen. Copenhagen. I'm going to say Cop. <laughs> Andy would like me to say Copenhagen. I so think Chasm says Copenhagen. If you don't do it, he's going to keep saying it. So can you please do it? Copenhagen does. Copenhagen. So, right, so exactly. Copenhagen. Hagen. So we went to Copenhagen, uh, and we arrive at the airport, 
and oh no, we didn't arrive at the oh, airport. Oh right, right. Oh. When we're boarding the plane to go there from from, from, from Hamburg Hamburger Hamburger. <laughs> And it's a really, really tiny plane. It's a prop plane. And basically, we see them not put any of our gear on, except for like one Pelican. Uh, and then we one, see, one case. and then we see all our stuff on a cart going in a truck away from the plane, going back to the airport building. And Jimbo, our uh, our our crew guy, was telling the flight attendant, like, "We have a show tonight. You got to get that stuff on the plane." He's like, "No, no, no. It's uh, no overweight." He's like. Take someone else's bag off and put ours on there. We need that for tonight. You know what I mean? And they're like, no, 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 no. So we got there. We didn't have any gear except for my pedals, I think. That was the only gear yeah. we had. And the, our microphones, pedals, and the Ebo. Yeah. The e- well, as long as we have the Ebo. Like, and the yeah. merch. We had t-shirts to sell. The show can go on. There you go. So anyway, um, but we'll get to that later. Because first I have to talk about my magical shopping spree with Cassie. <laughs> So we take an Uber into town, and um, and you didn't have any clothes anyway. So. Yeah, we didn't have any clothes. So it was handy. Right, <laughs> good um, time to go shopping. So so who went? Me, Jules, and Cassim. Okay. And Cassim was like a heat-seeking missile. Like <laughs> he was just like walking through all the bullshit right to where we had to go, and um, he we started going to all these stores, and he, he like I'd pick up something, he'd be like no, no. And, and, and he was helping Jules, too. Like, you we were all trying to pick... He's like, you don't want that. You don't want this. And so, finally, we ended up at this store, Zara. Have no, you heard of Zara? Is there any relation to the Zara in the United States? Yeah. Because that's a ladies' store in But United what Cassim was telling me is that the clothing stores, like, you can go to an H&M in Europe, mm-hmm. and they'll have completely different yeah, stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, and he says, like, he, he said, like, you know, a lot of the rock and roll fashion is a European style. Mm-hmm. So... I'm just trying to up my game a little bit. (laughs) So I went there and I'm looking around at at Zara and um, I see this jacket. It's a biker jacket, but in like suede. Oh. A black one. And I try it on and I'm like, what do you think? He goes, buy that. (laughs) I was like, shouldn't I try anything? He goes, do you like it? I said, yeah. He goes, buy it. I was like, okay, I'm going to buy it. <laughs> now, you know how I am. I agonize yes. over every purchase. I hate spending money. I'm like, Cassim, but there's another color over there. like a beige one. He goes, there is? So he picks up the beige one. He goes, all right, I'm getting this one. Oh, no. Like, We're going to have matching jackets? <laughs> I love that. That's Are so you? cool. He goes, he goes, don't worry. We won't wear it on the same day. I was like, why not? <laughs> oh, okay. No, that's cool. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, of course. Why would we want to do that? That would be lame. <laughs> Twinsies. Are we, best, are we best friends? Are we best friends? Do we have to be best friends? <laughs> um, so I bought it. And actually, I, I was expecting, I was like, oh, shit. The whole trip, I'm thinking, oh, shit, I got to go shopping with Cassim. I better spend like $500 or he'll think I'm a, I'm a wuss. You know, so I was expecting to spend like $200, $300 on a jacket. Mm-hmm. 80 bucks. 80 bucks American? American. That's bullshit. It was $80. It's made of suede suede or faux suede? It's probably faux suede, but, but who still, knows? It looked beautiful. So wait, what's what currency do they use in Denmark? A oh, Danish like a kroners. Crown. Uh, um, it was like 530 kroners or right. something, which equaled $80. That's amazing. Yeah. Good shopping. It was cool. And um, so, yeah, but it, was, it wasn't very long, the, the trip. And we, oh, and if you look at my Instagram, we took a, a, a squad it. goal it's selfie. Fantastic. Oh, I love that picture. What did Jules get? 
Jules got uh, he he got he a, had to get sneakers because his sneakers ruined, were ruined, got ruined from whacking. Yeah. And he also got this like sport jacket, oh, like yeah, a blazer right. that, that I actually picked out. Nice. What I was like because I knew he said he explained the scribe he was looking for, and excuse me while while I was looking for my jacket I saw this like cool like textured like almost like a corduroy but like a lightweight mm-hmm. sort of thing it almost looked like towel material okay but it was like much nicer looking uh, blazer and I'm like Jules is this what you're looking for this is cool he was like that's exactly what I'm looking for so that never happens to me I never get exactly what I'm looking right. for when I go to I yeah. have to like settle for what I see exactly um, you guys are styling it was oh, cool. Andy's so mad I didn't go shopping with I'm you. Sorry, Andy. No, it's okay. I, I, you're mad on the inside. Yeah, but eh. you got to go shopping in Helsinki. The entire city was a mall. Yeah, I didn't do any shopping. Um, but anyway, <laughs> so we played the gig on Rental Gear. I was dealing huh. with finding guitars. Don didn't have his uh, Buck. Don Buck. Buck Don. <laughs> he didn't have his rack with all of his delays and oh, stuff. My so he had this little shit Boss <laughs> ME50 multi effects pedal that sucks. And he did his best on that. He also had a Les Paul, which was broken, which broke oh, great. P- yeah. repeatedly during the show. The pickup selector didn't work. Um, so he had to end up playing a, an Epiphone and a Strat, which was very interesting sounding. Um, I played a 335 Grandpa's Guitars. <laughs> Thank which, you. Which sounded like a million dollars, by the way. I was just great. like, I'm going to play this big, stupid-looking guitar. Like, and I'm trying to run around stage with this. Um, but it sounded so good. It was yeah. awesome. Grandpa's no best. Yeah. And, and Eric played an SG, and we got through the show. You know what I mean? Yeah. I couldn't do a few. It was a packed club again. Yeah. Buck couldn't do a few of his gags. I couldn't do a few of my gags, but... It was cool. Uh, then uh, the next day, uh, we're leaving. Went and back to the airport. Go back to the airport, and miraculously, Jimbo found our gear at the airport, save for Eric's guitar. So we got all the gear back. It was just at the airport. They the uh, SAS Airlines was denying it was ever in the airport. Yeah, they were what? saying it's not here, it's not here, it's not here. Jimbo kept talking to different guys until he got the answer. Someone actually physically went and looked for it yeah. and said, "Oh yeah, here's a cart with all of your shit, except for one case." That's crazy. So we had most of our gear back, which was great, and all our personal luggage. yeah, and all of our personal so luggage. And it was funny. Again. So we we all had clothes. I'm like, and, and we're on another like Fugazi airline. I'm like, guys, take clothes out of your suitcase right now while you see it, and put it in your carry on bag. So like all of a sudden, me, Jules, and Andy are like ripping our bags open on the floor, like pulling underwear and shirts out, just so we can, like in case we lose the bags again, we can get through the, the next few days. Um, then we get to Helsinki. Now something funny happened on the ride over to Helsinki. Um, that sounds like a movie right there. Yeah, we're um, oh first of all. Do you know what the airport code of Helsinki is? Hell. Yeah, H-E-L. H-E-L. What flight number were you? 666 to hell. <laughs> I saw it. I was like, I, I have to write an Ari Maiden song about that. I saw that. it before you left. I took a screen capture. I was like, this is so metal. So, um, kept that luggage tag. So we're, um, we're riding over, and Eric says, uh, you know, I saw an interesting uh, review of, of, of the London gig. He said, I said, really? What's interesting about it? He goes, well, this guy left before it was over and wrote a review about it. It's on It's on your uh, Facebook page. Yes. Well, anyway, it. the guy, yeah, you know what? I should read this right now, shouldn't I? You should. I'll read it. You should because it. it's fantastic. The guy liked most of the gig. Except Did for- he? Because I wasn't sure at all reading that review if he liked anything. 
Uh, he also said he never bought a BOC album after 1978. Wait, so obviously he was showing his qualifications to write such a review. He's like, I haven't purchased a BOC album since 1978. And I didn't stay for the whole thing because I wanted to catch the train. But here's my critic, critically... Uh, Sound review. Okay. I hope they would play Then Came the Last Days of May. And I was quite shocked when it started. But for some reason, they used it as a showboating exercise, turning the chilling metallic atmospheres of the song, previously best projected on the brilliant On Your Feet, On Your Knees live album, into a six-string version of dueling banjos, completely shattering the black mirror of the original into a thousand shards and then melting it off with a flamethrower for good measure. However, from there on in to the end of the set, cultness was restored. See, I don't even know if that was negative. Was that negative? That sounded almost like positive. No, it was negative. And I said, as, as Eric's reading that, I go, you can't print that. They can't print that. <laughs> I'm going, it was a shit sandwich. It's a two-word <laughs> review. So the problem is Buck and I have dark senses of humor. <laughs> so Eric's reading this, and instead of going like, oh, shit, we just got, like, flamed. We're, we're, we're hysterical laughing. <laughs> Like and we never got past dueling banjos. Right. So then fast forward to the next rehearse the next sound check. McDonald, can you do me a favor? He's like, what? I was like, can we do dueling banjos tonight in last days of May? <laughs> and and we were we went over it. And this is what happened. I'm gonna play it through the microphone right now. You can look at my again, just look at my Facebook page. All this stuff is there. Oh, let's see. We have to scroll back a couple of weeks at this point. Don was like, absolutely. Let's yeah, he was this. he was in. Of course it was. (laughs) (laughs) So you actually did it. That is a band geek joke there, folks. <laughs> but the thing is, like, no one in the Helsinki crowd's going to have known no. what you were doing, and that's yeah. fantastic. Yep, went right over their heads. <laughs> so, oh my God, that's the best shit ever. Uh, Helsinki was pretty awesome. Uh, we were staying in a good part of town. Um, Helsinki, like I said before, is a ci- the, the center of the city is all shopping, mm-hmm. all high-end shopping. Wow. You can basically, you walk out of the shopping mall across the street into another shopping mall. Right. It's mall, 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 store, store, outlet, designer, all this stuff. Um, I was walking around because I wanted to buy something else, but I didn't have Kasim with me this time. Uh-oh. So I like had nothing. And I actually ran into Kasim walking down the street and he, and he goes, where's your bags? <laughs> did like, he oh. have like eight bags in He did. He had like <laughs> eight bags. And I go... I don't, I don't, I don't like anything. I says like he goes. Even if you like it a little bit, you have to buy it. Good for him. He goes. He goes. When are you gonna come here again? Exactly. He goes. If you like something even a little bit, you have to buy it. Buy, go buy something. <laughs> like okay. He goes. You want to come here? I was like, no. You've been. You were nice enough to take me into your magical world one day. <laughs> I don't want to slow you down. Go do your thing. So I'm walking around and I got nothing and I'm walking and walking and I start. I decide to walk back to the hotel, and I'm walking back and I see Buck in the street. With, with bags. A bunch of bags. And he goes, Where's your bags? 
I said, I could do something I like. He goes, oh, all right. He goes, I, I sold like three shirts that I liked already. He goes, you better buy something. I was like, shit. I'm like, all right. And I lost my Five hoodie. Five minutes later, you ran into Jules. Jules where's your bags? Hey, where's your bags? <laughs> um, so I actually, I bought a hoodie because I lost my hoodie in the previous hotel. So oh, great. I bought a hoodie. I bought a nice hoodie. Is it the same hoodie you could have bought at H&M here? No. Oh. It, it might have been. I don't know. But you know what? It's my hoodie that I got in, in Helsinki. And that's, that's and hilarious, too. And you love too. it. I do love it. Um, what, how was the gig there? I was fried by that gig. Everyone was, but the gig was really good. It yeah, was well, a good we gig. did. We you did, did dueling banjos. We did dueling banjos. <laughs> I mean, what else do you need? Um, and that was pretty much the end. Oh wait, I'm missing a, a huge, huge thing. Um, the night off, I was. I said I am going to see Suicide Squad. Right. I went to the front desk person at the hotel. I was like, "Where is the nearest theater?" And he got the guy points out the window. <laughs> I go, "What?" Where? Like, you know, how many miles away? He goes, no, that's it. That's it right there. So that domed building over there. That's, that's a movie theater. I'm like, really? I was like, but I want to see it in English. He goes, all the movies are in English there. He goes, with subtitles. I said, really? He's like, yeah. So we, um, I convinced Eric. Eric, we didn't want to go with me because the reviews were bad. Right. I'm like, Eric, I'm going. If you don't want to go to the movie, you don't have to go. Yeah. He's like, yeah, I'll go, you know. What else are you gonna but do? But I think Eric's a huge Margot Robbie fan, uh, so okay. he was he was sort of in. What else does he know her from? Oh, Wolf of Wall Street. Oh, she's okay. stunning in that yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah, awesome. And naked. Naked. <laughs> um, and uh, and Jimbo and Woody came just like as a thing to do. Andy said, "I can't see this movie without my wife." So good, good mm-hmm. job, Andy. Good yep. husbanding. I took a nap. <laughs> And, uh, I was actually convinced he secretly went with you guys, even though he was telling me that. And he just wasn't in any of the pictures. No, he, he didn't. <laughs> um, so we go to this theater. It's beautiful. It was a huge theater. And Eric, who, because he read in the review, was convinced the movie was a bomb, right, was very surprised when we went to buy tickets. It was assigned seats. And the whole theater was almost sold out. Oh, really? Yeah. In Finland. In Finland. But the theater was beautiful. It was like this. The theater was more than the theater because there were like arcade. It was like when we were kids. There were arcade games. There was like, there was like, like the theater was the hang. Nice. You know what I mean? It's where everybody was hanging out. Um, And Eric was surprised to see that it was as packed as it was. But it was a beautiful theater. Um, They even had like the life-sized... Uh, Suicide Squad, so we could take selfies with them. It was it was very cool. Um, yes, yeah, so that was the thing we did in, in Helsinki. That was a, a very very fun night. Um, then we had the gig, and then uh, that was it. Oh, and then coming home, we had some more fun because we had um, we had a four o'clock lobby call, a flight from Helsinki to Amsterdam, which went off without a hitch, really. Oh, and. As during in the morning, they're loading. They loaded all the gear into the van going to the airport, and we're going. Okay, did Eric's guitar come back in? Did Eric's guitar come back in? And they go to look in the airport, and they, you know, they're about to go look at the, the airport for it, and they unload the van, and there's Eric's guitar. What? Eric's guitar came in the middle of the night, and Andy and Jim loaded it into the van. But didn't they, realize they loaded three guitar, three yeah. cases. They uh, they put the. Uh, it came in the middle of the night, and they put it in the closet that had the rest of our gear in it. Right. We just loaded it because like, we were, we're in such a daze, an hour, it magically hour and a half. We said, where's Eric's guitar? And we went, 
right there. There it is. It's been there the whole time. The thing that sucked was um, we we flew home on that Monday, and that was the day of the huge Delta shutdown, the planetary Delta shutdown. They're still talking about. Yeah. Yeah. And we were delayed six hours coming home, and two of our pieces didn't make it, one of which was my guitar. Still unaccounted for. Wait, still? Yep. Yes. Well, you didn't tell me this. Sorry. Uh, did I tell you it was rece- it was found? No, you didn't tell me Rissy's guitar was lost. Yeah, so I hope to get it back. But finally, we got home. So that was the Europe trip, and I thought it was one of the best Europe trips we've ever, we've ever taken. The crowds were awesome. It was amazing hearing from all the band geeks out there, the Euro band geeks, mm-hmm. and uh, and the gigs were great. The little bits of tourism and sightseeing I got to do. A lot of fun. I ate like I was going to the chair. Germany, your breakfast is on point. (laughs) (laughs) Everything in Germany is on point. All their bread is ridiculous. Uh, Everything. And with all that good food, Andy made the worst sandwich. (laughs) You you insulted that sandwich. I love that sandwich. We had that sandwich for breakfast. Explain that sandwich you make. Uh, this is like a, it's a European sandwich. I, I learned it from actual Europeans. You learned it from watching the Pink Panther. No, no. Eastern Europeans. No, real Europeans. <laughs> this is what, uh, if you go to Europe and you go to like a hotel breakfast, uh, there's cold cuts in, in Europe at, yeah. the, at the breakfast buffet. And uh, what you do is you take a little a piece of bread, you butter it, you put some cheese. Uh, if you eat meat, you put some meat. And then you put like a cucumber or, or a tomato on top, and then you eat it like open face, and that's like a European sandwich that all Europeans eat. But the thing is, all the bread there is so amazing. <sighs> so like you, in conjunction with the best cheese you've ever had, <laughs> and the best bread, and then the butter they put on there is not like normal butter; it's some sort of butter spread. I don't know; it's magical. Those like light little round rolls. <sighs> I I I like oh. the dark bread. I know that. That's fine. Yeah, but even the light... I don't like light bread in yeah, America, but, but in different. Europe, light bread is delicious. Mm. It's so good. I did some serious damage, but I also walked m- several miles a day, so I came home, I weighed myself, I was less than when I left, I was very happy. <laughs> Look, my friend Tina spent like years in Germany when she was in school, and she's like, yeah, the old people walk up hills to do everything, they eat nothing but cake and they drink beer. You for, I for, you just remind me of something I forgot to tell you when me and Woody were climbing that mountain in Norway. We're climbing it and we're like starting to sweat like uh, huffing and puffing. And then a guy walks up with a baby stroller <laughs> with twins in it and passing you. and passing us. Twins. And we're walking down, right? We're coming back down the mountain after we pussied out and I have a bad knee. So I'm walking very slowly down this mountain cuz I'm I'm in a lot of pain, right? And as I'm walking down the mountain, this 83-year-old woman is just beasting this thing, yeah. right? With like, you know, two walking sticks like this, like this ski, uh, this, like she's skiing. No, they use those all the time. I- and I'm going like, what the fuck? And, and what the fuck? And, 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 and Woody's going, I bet you these people do this every day. And that's why they're not all fat. And you know what they ate for breakfast? Beer and cake. And bread, yeah. And, and a pretzel. And pretzel. Cake with a pretzel. With, with using pretzel as a spoon <laughs> exactly. for the cake. And they eat the spoon when they're done with it. It's totally true. And cheese is a palate cleanser. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, overall, great, great, um, great tour. Uh, from the people I've spoken to who went to most of them, like uh, Paul and Sue, they said Dublin was the best. Um, mm-hmm. 
Yep. I think uh, Suicide Squad was probably my favorite moment <laughs> of the tour. I had a lot of fun at Suicide Squad. and I liked the theater very much. No, I, I liked all of it. I liked eating. Uh, my favorite meal was probably in Germany uh, with that with that Norway steak I had as a mm. close second. Mm. We'll do uh, we'll do a food uh, re- re- recap next episode. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's it. Let's what? Let's let's butcher another Blue Oyster Cult song. Okay. Have you seen my picture? Here. You go. There you go. One, two, three. Mm-hmm.